0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle, and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios. This is season two, episode six, Gloria's Garden. Hey, everyone, I'm just going to get started. And first thing I'm going to say is happy birthday, mom. My mom um, is turning 73 today, May 7th. And this is uh, being released on her birthday. So this episode is dedicated to her. Her name is Gloria. You have heard about my crazy, wonderful parents in the past. Um, Joe's Gems talks about my dad and his interesting um, character. And I did an episode in February speaking about my mom and her um, journey from Puerto Rico to the United States. But today I'm going to talk more about my mom as a mom. And I titled this Gloria's Garden because my mom can basically make anything grow. I'm talking not just physically, right, but spiritually, and um, she makes things fat. (laughs) Um, I'll get to that in a second. But literally, so at the literal level, you know, the way her green thumb like every I think Rosa Sharon tree on this property they have now came from my former house in Rhode Island like every single one my mom would just pick up little seedlings and plant them and there are probably hundreds here now and it's not just that she's done that with other people and planted them in their backyards and she just can take things put it in the ground and it grows but you know there is um there's a magic to her, because other people will try that and it won't happen. So this episode is titled Gloria's Garden, because to me, she has been this constant source of divine care that has helped me grow into the human being that I am today. So um, one of the things that I remember a few years ago, my parents celebrated their 50th anniversary, wedding anniversary. On June first, um, two thousand eighteen, and we all met just like I would say the inner circle, right? The kids, their families, um, and um, grandkids, and we had a dinner. Um, and the uh, at the dinner, we all spoke some words to my parents. And I remember starting my speech with um, that I felt really blessed because, you know, God had given me Jose. That's my dad, Joe, um, who is like in history, right? Jesus's dad and Gloria, like the glory of God. So I was given like Jesus's protector in a way, you know, the father. And I was given the glory of God as my mother, which is pretty cool, right? Um, And Gloria... not only a mother to me. So she is the mother. There's four of us, two boys and two girls. I'm the second oldest. But oftentimes when I've told stories about my mom, people think I'm an only child, which I think is kind of funny. And I think it's because the way she treats people, it's as if you are the only person in her field of view to take care of. But the truth is, She's not just a mother to us. She's a mother to to many, like every single friend of mine, even one of my friends called her Mama Berrios and not just me, like all my siblings, friends and anybody connected to my mom, you know, sees her as this constant source of care. And she always had meals for my friends. Like I think my friends sometimes stayed at my house And wanted to be there more than they wanted to be at their own houses. You know, like, there was just this constant love and support that she gave not just to her biological children, but to the people in their lives and everybody in her life. And and animals, like even my dogs, like her grand dogs um, felt her love and care and still feel that to this day. Because that's what she is. She's not just a mom to us. She's a mom to many. And if you know that, um, or if you listen to the episode in February, um, when she came over from Puerto Rico, like she literally, she's the oldest of nine, and in one shot brought over her mom, and I believe all the other siblings were born at the time, the eight brothers and sisters, on one plane ride over, and she was the one that saved up and sent the money over for that to happen in one shot. And I remember, I think I mentioned this as well. Like I think about like, you know, my former partner and kids and how we would try to go on vacation. And that was like, you know, two adults and three children and trying to make that happen and how sometimes it was just like, no, we just, I just can't do that. Like we can't spend enough money on that to make that happen. And here she was um, working her butt off when she was, you know, 17, 18 years old to bring over her mom and eight brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, my mom is a person in this world who will not be in history books, but has changed the world as much as people you will read about in any history book that you read. Because that just that change right there shifted the lives of, you know, nine other individuals who, and, you know, in turn, then shifted the lives of us who were her children and her nieces and nephews and you know her siblings because of the people they might have met whether it was here you know or for or the trajectory of their lives for being here um and that will live on forever because that one shift you know shifted generations and I appreciate I well I have no clue of the hard work that my mother has gone through since she was I'm going to say from what I hear stories, like basically like eight years old, helping her dad in the fields, feeding the animals before going to school, you know, moving the cows from one field to another. Like she has just been working her whole life and she honestly doesn't know how to stop. (laughs) So in that sense, her and my dad make a perfect pair, but they're crazy. But anyway, we're going to focus on good stuff. So Gloria's garden, um, One of the things that I'd like to mention is that, oh, like, oh, like I said, like she's like a mother to many, Um, not only with just feeding people, but like, you know, giving someone 20 bucks, like money for Limbe. Like that's just like what she does. Limbe is um, almost like a snow cone, right? But it's, it's in a cup and it's come, it's like cherry, coconut, things like that. But she always say this is money for Limbe, but it's basically like here, you know, here's a little bit of, of spending money. She has done that my whole life not not just to me I'm telling you to like cousins and and um oh grandkids I'm sure and I also think it says a lot so I only know my mom as my mom and as one of her children and it's so interesting how I'm sure like my brothers and sisters have their own unique story about my mom but at like the grandparent level that's like next level, right? Grandparents are crazy about their grandkids, so imagine my mom is crazy about us. I th- I think it says a lot that one of my nieces, she's thirteen, and refers to my mom as her best friend. That says a lot that a thirteen year old refers to her grandmother as her best friend. I told you, my mom's my mom is this constant divine force of care, and and this current that is constantly running that's not like electrifying, it's going to hurt or like electrocute you, or it never dims. You know, it's like just this constant, perfect, just right, divine force of care that everyone feels. So let me just share some stories. Um, Speaking of constant, divine force of care, if you've tuned in to... you know or listen to other episodes you know that when i was in my 20s early 20s i had cancer at that point um i returned to my parents house to live and to heal um because i didn't work at the time and my mom went to every single doctor's appointment she did, she did not miss one doctor's appointment in fact it was when i was probably like a year out and had moved Back to Rhode Island, that I literally was like, "Mom, I've got this. Like, I can go by myself." And I think that was probably hard for her to hear, but she didn't miss one appointment. And if you've gone through um, some sort of sickness, in this case, like with my with the cancer, I wasn't hungry, like I or my appetite was very different. So when I craved something, it was like she made sure to make it. But there was one time that I craved like Cracker Barrel. I had had it like summers before when I lived in Florida and they had just built one about an hour away in Connecticut. Now there are more like up in the Northeast, but before that was mostly like a down South thing, but 20 something years ago, it wasn't. So the closest one was about an hour away. And I remember basically her just throwing me in the car. I know she didn't throw me in the car, but she's like, let's go. I told her I had the craving and it's like, we drove an hour so that I could have lunch so that I could eat you know, and feel a little better. And that's the epitome of what my mom, how my mom cares. And it's not just giving us what we want. It's like, I need, and I want you to be well. How can I help make that happen? So she went to every one of my doctor's appointments. She never missed any sporting event. People, I've been playing. I've played sports since third grade. Third grade through the rest of my elementary, middle school, high school career. Soccer, I played basketball and softball. She did not miss one sporting event. At some point, I was on like different travel teams where practice was literally an hour away. So not only did she have to drive me an hour to practice, but stay for the two hour practice and then drive me an hour back home. My mom never missed one, not one tournament, not one game. In fact, it was actually a basketball game that was just literally with me and my teacher friends. And I mean, she didn't come to all those, but my little brother happened to be the younger brother that um, my parents actually came to watch. I think they they came to watch because my little brother was there and he was visiting and they just wanted to spend every possible second with him. But even that she even came to a basketball game that I played with Basic, it was it's like a pickup basketball game. But that just shows I really and the funny thing is, so as like a co parent, that's something that I wanted to do for the girls, like try to be there for every sporting event. And I tried, but I couldn't do it. Like I, I know I missed some soccer games. I know I miss some basketball games and I really try to make it to the different events. But in from third grade through high school, this this is some kind of record. My mom never missed one. And not just for me either. That wasn't just like unique. That wasn't just my unique experience. My mom's incredible. I mean, I tried to be a mother like that. I couldn't do it. So I really appreciate that that she was there. And that also comes with some funny stories, because there was one softball game that it was pouring. But of course, you continue to play unless there's lightning, you're just, you know, playing away. And at my high school, the softball field, you had to cross a soccer field. And then the softball field, it was there was an incline, and it was below, you know, like a, a lower elevation. And then I see my something like a tall pole coming across the fe- soccer field, and my mom climbing down the stairs. she brought a patio umbrella <laughs> to keep everyone dry like so she's like, "Oh, whatever, this will work," and I'm like, "I can't believe here's my mom with a patio umbrella, but like I said, she wasn't just a mom to me she was she is a mom to many so my mom is awesome. Um, Those are just a few things that she's done in my life. But um, she was also a small business owner. So I know that the way uh, that she cared for the customers kept them coming back. Um, She's a storyteller, right? So if you hang out with my mom, you'll hear stories galore. And the way she's able to connect with people is is on a very um, genuine, down-to-earth way. And just to talk about what she juggled in her life. So at one point, there were three, I think, stores, like uh, dry cleaning businesses. Um, she had four children. Uh, my dad, who was like seriously something else to take care of as well, right? And our house, which had tons and tons of animals, I'm talking about like horses, chickens, goats, cows, at some point, like there was, there were always chickens, but then like any combination of those sheep. So she would, you know, run the businesses, um, run to our games, take care of us, uh, take care of the animals and you know and on most occasions she would oh and we would obviously have like home cooked meals all the time um you know oh we would go to mcdonald's every once in a while you know after a game but um she would cook dinner for my dad and bring it to him and his colleagues like the people that he worked with so Like I said, my mom is not just a mom to one. She's a mom to many, this constant divine force of care. That's why Gloria's garden works. She knows how to make things grow and make things fat, (laughs) which is so true. She really does. She's also a healer. So like, you know, um, we got to. I I don't sometimes because, you know, I grew up here and, you know, here is different. But that Manteca de ubre that she uses for everything really does work. Years ago, Bailey, my first chocolate lab, he had a tumor on his tail. The day I found out, it was Easter. And I remember like having like this colorful, like teal shirt and like, like nice, I don't know, light pants. I looked very eastery. I take him for a walk and I notice something on his tail and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's dying (laughs) because I go from zero to 60, you know, like, remember, is that pain? Is that pain? (laughs) And the tumor was there, but it was in a spot where if they did surgery on it, um, it's just it wouldn't like come back to close and heal. So it just, you know, I didn't do anything about it. But whenever he would come visit my mom, she would put manteca de ubre on it and wrap it up. I swear to God, every single time that thing would go down. Like seriously, like so the swelling, the swelling would go down. And for years he lived like that and it was fine. You know, it wasn't it didn't interfere with his quality of living. Um, She not only healed my dog, but my brother's dog when he got attacked by a porcupine this summer. You know, he had quills everywhere. Right. And his paw, his poor paw, he looked like he had a boxing glove on. I mean, he's already a giant. And she's like, You gotta put manteca de uber. And we we're like, No, well, maybe I was like, No, no, no. Finally, we did. And within 12 hours, the swelling went down. So I'm telling you, my mom is not only um, makes things grow, but she also helps things heal. And that's just in so many. I mean, those are, I'm just giving you like minor examples of how she's done this. But again, this divine constant source of care is just how she works not just for people but for the animals that she cares about some funny things about my mom well now we joke about it and I kind of do the same thing sometimes (laughs) but growing up she would get cocoa puffs instead of cocoa pebbles she would get I don't know, whatever brand of something, but the different brand of it. It was like, you know, instead of like sun-kissed orange soda, it was like some other sort of orange soda. And now we laugh about it. It actually just happened yesterday. Honestly, like I eat club crackers and she got these club crackers, but they're like the peanut butter sandwich ones. She's like, oh, they're right there. I'm like, no, ma, this is not the right kind. (laughs) But at the heart of how she works is that she just wants to provide and do well and she's such a stalker that she'll like look through your you know your cabinets to see like what you buy and then like the next time like how many times over the 15 years when I was in Rhode Island with like a family or not in just even when I was on my own that she would bring you know these snacks all the time that you know were already in my cupboard but she knew like oh this is what you like so let me give you let me I can give you a bag of groceries of what you like and it's just really Wonderful to have a stalker like that in your life. (laughs) Um, I mean that in the most loving, loving way possible. So those are some stories about my mom. She's 73 today. She hikes like a beast. I'm telling you, the mountain that we climb, the red trail is no joke. I get winded. And every morning she's on that trail. In the winter when it was like two degrees and probably like two feet of snow, we were getting ready. And it wasn't because of me. It wasn't cause of, because of my craziness. It was because she, was just, she started getting ready. And I was like, oh, I guess we're going hiking when it's two degrees. And like there's two feet of snow on the ground. She'll hike two and a half hours. You know? And she's a beast. Like my mom can do anything. And I appreciate that I have such a loving, caring person in my life to um, have been a part of this journey that we call life with. Like I said, a divine, constant source of care. Some people aren't that lucky. So, May 7th, 19... 60, oh my God, not 1960. 1948, this wonderful woman was born into existence. Happy birthday, Mom. I'm glad you were born today. There's no one like you in this world. And there's no other mom better than you to ever exist. Ever, ever, ever. All right, people. Please wish me or wish my mom a happy birthday. Send her a positive message in your head send her some love and light so that we have many more years of funny stories to tell about um, this beautiful soul that is Gloria alright people accept your sparkle surrender to it and allow it to be so until then keep shining